0: Our scripture this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, reading verses 2 through 9. Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, reading verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father God, I pray that we not only hear with our ears, but we listen with our hearts for the message that you have for us this day from your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Talk, talk, talk. Now, this is a subject that I know a lot about. know, it's funny. Once that I learned how to talk, I never stopped. (laughs) And I know you're surprised, right? (laughs) That's why your laughter is going on and on and on. Talking is important to me, though. It's a way of communicating and connecting with other people. In our scripture today... I can well imagine that there was a lot of talking going on inside the scene of our text. Talking between old friends, talking because of nervousness, talking between church members, maybe even strangers and even a little bit of talking about not talking. You and I do a lot of talking on a daily basis, do we not? We, too, talk with friends, some old, some new. We talk with our church members. We talk even to strangers or new acquaintances. And there's also a lot of times in our daily life that at some point, we just talk to be talking. And yes, I'm going to leave that right there. (laughs) There are times, though, that we talk, and y'all, I've done this. So many many times we talk out of nervousness we talk to fill up a dead space we talk trying to cover over an awkward moment and I'm sure that there are times that we are told not to talk and I just got to say yesterday morning was one of those times Bill and I had gone to Walmart to get our shots. And I ran into a church member who had come to get her shot as well. And we talked and we caught up. And poor Bill was having issues trying to get his shot. And and finally at one point he said, Would you stop? I need you. (laughs) So there are times. When we simply should listen. <laughs> there are times when someone has shared a confidence, a prayer concern. Those times are times that we simply should be listening. Maybe that person has picked us out to share a very special confidence with. And there are times that we're asked not to tell. There are times that we simply should be listening. In our story this morning... The most significant talking in the story was done not by a person, but by a cloud. A cloud that contained a voice, the voice of God. But I wanted us to kind of walk into that scene a little bit this morning simply to get a better feel of what it might have been like. So imagine yourselves this morning climbing up that mountain with Jesus and Peter and James and John. You know, a couple of his chosen few. When you reach the top of the mountain... I'm sure you are probably a little tired. A little. Or maybe like me, a lot. Out of breath. And you're not really sure what you're even doing there in the first place. No one else is up there on that mountain. You're probably trying to carry on a conversation with each other as you climb and as you finally reach the top. But then all of a sudden you look around and you notice Jesus' face. It's beginning to glow. And it's not just from the steep climb up the mountain. Jesus' clothes begin at that point to turn white, an iridescent white. A white that is so bright, it's almost blinding to you. You, of course, become frightened at what you're seeing. And you're unsure what exactly is happening at that particular moment. And the very next thing that you notice is that all of a sudden, y'all aren't alone up there on that mountain. Right there, standing beside you, is Moses. And he's talking to Jesus. And Elijah is there too. And you know this not because you recognize their pictures from the evening news or the history books or maybe a picture that someone has tried to depict and put in the Bible. But you recognize them because of the way that they are talking to Jesus. They're talking like the three of them were just Three old fishing buddies who happen to find each other and are reminiscing and catching up. But it was just like from out of nowhere, these two great men just appear in their midst. And you would have thought it was a family reunion as they talked, But for you, the outsider for this family reunion, you might begin to feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out of place, if you will. You might even feel nervous. You might even get to that place where you feel like you have to do something or say something anything just to put yourself at ease for a little bit but then and this is so familiar for me and then you say something dumb you say something dumb just because you need something to say you don't know why you said it it just came out You sputter and you say maybe a little louder than you intended. Jesus, let me build you a shelter or put up a tent for you guys. But right in the middle of you trying to stammer and and get that statement even all the way out, something else begins to happen. A cloud appears. And it just kind of settles down on the ground and the scene around you and you can't see a thing you can't see the sun or the other mountaintops as you look across you can't even see jesus or moses or elijah and instinctively you know at that exact moment and I don't know how you know but when something like that happens you just know that it's time to stop talking it's time to stop talking and just listen and what you hear is what we are still hearing today the voice of God saying, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And it is from that very moment on that you are changed. Your whole life takes on a very different meaning. This man, Jesus, that you have been friends with for a while now has been acknowledged as the Son of God. The vision that the disciples saw took away that veil of Jesus as a human being to reveal his divinity His wondrous, frightening, powerful, unexpected, rich connection to God. And there in one place, you see all the generations of the past standing together in the midst of God's voice giving enlightenment giving a command and just for a brief moment up on that mountain it was a time of listening when God speaks to us it is time to listen That is why it is so important to make the time and provide the opportunity for God to speak to you. You know, we kid about having the patience of Job. God goes beyond the patience of Job as he listens to us patiently listening to all of our petitions our shopping lists to do this to bless that oh and take that away (laughs) don't get me wrong he loves to hear our voice he loves to hear our voice but i have to wonder if we ever even think about the fact that he just might have something to say to us. You know, things are a lot different today than they were up on that mountain. We don't have to keep the secret that Jesus told his disciples to keep until after his death. We can shout it, if you will, from the mountaintop. I think, maybe just for me, maybe for you too, but certainly on that day, the hardest part of that whole transfiguration experience was not the fact that these great figures from history were there in your midst or that Jesus' appearance began to change. It was the very human fact that they were told not to tell, not to talk about what they had seen and what they had experienced. You remember this story is placed not very long after Jesus had shared with his disciples what was going to have to happen and what would happen when they reached Jerusalem. So all that was still brand new to them. They were still trying to process that, if you will, to take all that in. So at this point in the story of the transfiguration, the lives of those that were there were changed. My question this morning is, does the transfiguration still have that power today? That power to change lives, if you will? And that is a question that I can't answer for anyone but me. That's a question that only you can answer as you hear it ask. What has the transfiguration done in your life? command you today to go and tell what the transfiguration has done in your life spread it to everyone that you know Jesus has now risen from the dead so we can spread with joy those things that we have experienced. So I encourage you this morning to go and to spread the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ and how it relates back to you and what he has done for you. Let us pray. God of glory and mercy, before his death in shame, your son went to the mountaintop and you revealed his life in glory, a place where the prophets witnessed to him, you proclaimed him your son. But then, Lord, you didn't take him up from there. He returned. He returned to die among us. Help us, Lord, to face all things with courage, knowing that all things, even death, Lord, are subject to your transforming power Give us the voice and the words to share with others the power of your effect upon our lives. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.